guys, welcome back to the Bible Study Girl podcast. This is Sarita. You probably know me as Bible Study Girl. And the first hello was from the executive producer of this podcast, Bible Study Brother. Yo, it's your boy, Bible Study Brother, also known as Icarus Gray, over at Gray Area Anime. And this is the most wonderful podcast of your day. Go and listen to Honeysuckle Summer right now. It's going to make you feel good. Because it's the honeysuckle summer. That ain't how it go, but it's close enough. <clears throat> We're thrilled you guys are back. Uh, we've been a little bit off of our blog recap here lately, um, but now we're jumping right back in with some heavy hitting blogs. Sorry, guys. I'm just going back through these blogs in the order that they were written. And almost three years ago today, I was talking about a very close subject to my heart and the very next day bible study brother followed up with his take on that close subject to my heart so i'm going to give you the name of the two blogs so you can head on over to biblestudygirl.com you can click on the magnifying glass in the upper right hand corner and type in empty seat at the table that is the name of the first blog that we're going to discuss and by the companion blog to that is, let me get the name of it real what quick. What is Forgiveness Part 1? Oh, you were ready, brother. What is Forgiveness Part 1? So that's the companion piece that Bible study brother wrote to um, Empty Seat at the Table. And you may be wondering, uh, what is a blog recap? What do you guys do when you do a blog recap? So I talk about generally Bible study brother caps it off or he starts the show by saying what he felt when he read the blog, what he got out of the blog. Then I state what my intention was at the time that I sat and wrote the blog. And then I finish up and tell you guys how I feel about the blog present day. If my feelings on the subject have changed, if they remain the same. So we kind of do a catch up. So we're going to follow that same format, but we're going to talk about not just my blog empty seat at the table but we're also going to talk about bible study brothers blog what is forgiveness part one so go ahead brother roll out the red carpet what did you get when you read empty seat at the table what's crazy is i got god was like hold uh what they be saying like hold my water like something when when something else about that i'm like oh you thought that was this let, let, right. like, like hold, hold, hold on for just a second <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I got because I realized so many things through the lens of not having gone through 2020 or 2021 or whatever year it was at this point <sighs> and 2021 anyway and with that um, I can tell where we were still in terms of anger um, and I could definitely still feel your uh, the scathing heat of how angry you were and probably still are. Let me put a little pin in this because if you haven't read the blog, you have no clue what he's talking oh, I, about. I'll start there. I'll start there. Let okay, me, you me. go ahead and let uh, them know what the blog so is about. At this point, almost nine years ago, our uncle uh, was murdered. Um, it was the weekend of my 26th birthday um a lot of stuff happened that weekend a lot of things that would ultimately like change so much 
around me uh, emotionally just it, it was a that was a year um not comparatively to last year but that was a year um and subsequently from that point we've just dealt with a lot and so this was us going back after six years um and or Sarita going back after six years and and having a a discussion on kind of like how she felt and and forgiveness and and a lot of different things um and so reading through it I forgot about a lot of different things or didn't forget but I'm seeing them differently um, so during that time, that was the first uh, instance where we were, you and I uh, were at the front lines of having to deal with a funeral, um, you more specifically, but the front lines, meaning you got to go handle caskets, programs, who's doing what, who's doing this, where you have like all of that kind of stuff, um, because, you know, that's our uncle It's like dude, right there. Um, right. And reading your blog, I just saw a lot of like God saying, just wait. Right. You you, you know, think this is something just, you know, as hard as that was, like, it's not your last time. No. <laughs> and, um, you know, I can feel that anger. Like, I remember your anger. Um, I remember it so vividly because I remember not earnestly being able to kind of process my own um because whenever you have your extreme moments of anger i feel like you're at the edge of going she hulk (laughs) um (laughs) i and this is something i i I instinctively do with a lot of people is whenever i feel like you somebody else did an emotional wherever i retreat as quickly as possible to as calm as possible to help that person balance out to let them know, like, bro, if I'm thinking you looking kind of crazy, I think <laughs> you need to know you looking kind of crazy. Because yeah. um, I'm the emotional one. So if I'm telling you to chill, you kind of need to know my empathy is speaking way louder than words. Right. And um, so reading through it, I just remembered that anger. I remembered just dealing with both sides of it. Um, because there's so many things that like went on that year um so many things that went on the years after um so many things we're still dealing with now um that like have kind of shaped a lot of things for us spiritually shaped things for us um family wise and it makes you look back more fondly or try to look back fondly on the good times and look back you know, and try and be better with how you handle those situations. Um, it to me is another testament as to why I will never um, do everything or why I will always do everything that I can to make sure that if we have an argument or whatever it is that I'm not, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to end in that. I don't want to leave um, our relationship in a place that is, uh, that can be repaired. Right. Um, because what would haunt me for a long time and like God would have to like part the clouds and come talk to me himself. Sit down on your bed and, and be and, like, and, and hey, like, hey I, I, can, I can fix this. She not mad at you. 
like y'all are good like y'all knew y'all loved each other like something because if we were ever at like if we and during uh i guess whenever we get to what is forgiveness part two uh whenever we get there and we talk about our stuff um in coded ways as possible but uh because that's just that's one of them it's just it's just private like i because i promise you like i I can I can handle a, a a growth conversation with my sister. I'm not at a point where I can have somebody being like, either saying you were wrong, saying I was wrong. It's still a it ain't none of your business. Right. It's just like I everybody had points we was all wrong. Just that that's that's where I'll stay with that. Um, but like I I don't know what I would have done if the next the, the, like if that had been like. I don't know that my marriage would have would have made it through that kind of thing. Um, like me being murdered unexpectedly and me and you was at, at odds at that point. Like I'm saying, if yeah. something happened to you during those times, like I don't I don't know what I would have done. I mean, right. I know that she would have been there for me, but like, yeah, she definitely would have been that, there for that, you. That, but the haunting feeling of that would have been a hard you know one for saying? y'all to bounce like, back from. Like for me, that I'm like lord like and even though that, because that's even now is. even now if something was to happen to me i think it would be very difficult for her to know what to do for you and i think that would put a oh, tremendous yeah, sure. strain right on your relationship mm-hmm. just thinking about all the emotions and feelings i've gone through in the past year mm-hmm. dealing with the losses that i've had you know my relationship didn't make it and it really didn't have a chance. Like, I don't know if there's any, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? So. Oh, no, I have no clue. Like, cause I mean, unless she can gain ESP and <laughs> some, like within a, you know, like, it, like, unless everything you, you knew transfers or something like you got some kind of backup disk drive of your brain and your thoughts <laughs> that you can give. Like, I don't know what, I mean, and hopefully, well, God don't know what to say, because she, she know how to listen to God and speak from She does God, know so. how to listen to God, but I think, like, at that point in time, I don't know. I mean, at that not, point not, in time, Nobody I can really say to me. Yeah. I don't think, you know, right now I'm going to ask God to, like, you got to, the only, and this is why I'm, like, so pushing forward to, like, having kids, and I talked to Kane about this, because I had, like, this, um, spiritual feeling come over me where it's like i know the things that our children will emotionally and spiritually feel for us or Mm -hmm. the roles they'll play because god feels all the roles he plays to 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 get you to the things that you need and like i already know like that's probably gonna be it man like it's it's gonna have to be that (laughs) <laughs> like some little small cute face saying you know hey you're okay or or you know like whatever uh, right because it's a huge gap for me like you know because i've i got friends that i'm close to that i that i ride for they ride for me it's just different it's it's right. just there's nothing more it unique than the relationship of a sibling uh facebook memories was we was out on a sibling day apparently or just out and, and he was like even though we may fight i love this big guy um <laughs> and, and we do fight and yeah. i'll you sent me a random picture the other day just like oh look this is what happy looks like after blah 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 oh, we yeah. had the incident yeah oh yeah, yeah. 
Oh man, like, bruh, just but but that was no, that was <laughs> that was how food always makes us happy, even in the middle of of, of disagreeing. Well, we was out of uh danger at that point. Oh, we was just happy because we danger and clean. Um, so what? It, so reading the blog brought back those feelings. Yeah, it brought me um, back to a place of 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 uh, remembering how angry you are. And seeing that, like, oh no, you still, you still angry, and it's we right. six, we six years, you know, at that point, deep. All right. When I wrote it, it was six years removed, and I was still, yeah. Like, Can I tell you what I felt when I wrote it? Are you finished with your? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we got to get to to the reverse. Yeah, part, so. yeah. So I definitely was still very angry when I wrote "Empty Seat at the Table." But I was also tremendously sad. Murder is a different kind of hurt. And I have lost family members that I love deeply and dearly. Like when my patriot passed away, I I'ma say this now. Like I don't want I'm not the I'm not the person to call people when somebody has passed away to like give the news because I become completely I don't. I fall Shut apart. I had to call my. <laughs> I had to call my job when my great grandmother passed away to let them know I wouldn't be at work. And I know for a lot of people, it's like, okay, great grandmother, how close were y'all? She raised me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was extremely close to her. That was like a devastating loss. I literally, I was living in Houston at the time. I went to see That's her. Fine. The. I went to see her the weekend before she passed. She ended up passing like the next weekend. And I so I was in Houston and I'm calling to say, hey, I'm not coming to work. And like as soon as they picked up the phone, I started wailing because it was my first time having to say out of my mouth, she gone, you know, like mm-hmm. to actually give the announcement. So I don't know how I got off in that rabbit hole. I don't want to be the one to have to make an announcement. So let's. So when my uncle was murdered, I said, I, I remember what my train of thought now. I, so I have experienced deep loss before. Before we lost Uncle Mike, I had experienced deep loss and, and, and had to work through that. So I know what it I knew at that point what it was to lose somebody that I really loved. However, when someone maliciously takes your loved one's life away, and I won't get into details about what happened and how it went down. And number one, to know who the killer was was deeply disturbing for my family because the killer was not brought to justice. That was very hurtful to know that it it just was like, why would you take somebody else's life? That was just incomprehensible to me. Mm-hmm. It was something that was hard for me to understand. It did not seem like real life. Like even when we got to the hospital, they called before we made it to the hospital. It's a whole long story about 
the night of the murder and everything that went down, it was like a traumatic experience. And we, they called, I feel like my grandma called like maybe when we were like 30 minutes away from the hospital because they ended up taking him to Memphis um, to let us know that he was gone. Um, <sighs> and that's a whole nother thing. It, that, it's a whole, it's, it's a whole, it's so and it's just on, like, it's like, it's um it's a very surreal experience like i just knew he was gonna be okay i it wasn't even a uh thought in my mind that he wouldn't survive it like you would have to know my uncle we called him mountain man he was very outdoorsy like nature guy like my cousins were telling a story about him in our last family get together <laughs> that perfectly characterized who he is. And so the thought of him actually being murdered was incomprehensible to me. Like I said, murder is just, it's just a different level. It's a different kind of pain. It's a different kind of feeling. It's a different kind of process. And so I definitely had a lot of sadness and I had a lot of anger, a lot, a lot of anger. And I think my anger kept me from really processing the fact that he's actually gone. He is really gone. I was so mad and I stayed so mad. Like I stayed mad. Even when I wrote, like I said, when I wrote this blog, I was sad and I was also, I was mad. You were right. Like I was big mad six years later. So you can only imagine how I felt at the time that it happened. And I talk in the blog, I talk about forgiveness and getting to the point in your life where you learn that forgiveness is not about the other person, but it's really about you because that unforgiveness that I was holding was hurting me. And at the time that I wrote the blog, I didn't have forgiveness in my heart. Now I do and it's not because I'm satisfied with the way things have turned out. It's not because I, it's not because the other person has apologized or said, you know, that's messed up what I did, you know, or even acknowledged what happened. I've reached a place though where I have, I had to do it for me. But at the time that I wrote this blog, no, didn't have it. But I also, I realized like all the things that I've been through mm. since I wrote the blog, I can't hold all of that stuff in or I'll go crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I wouldn't even say that it's, I wouldn't even necessarily say that it's an area of maturity. It's just like, I don't, I don't, I literally, I don't have room for all of these emotions, all of these big feelings, you know? I'm not going to function. I'm literally going to be laid up somewhere drooling and just like rocking, you know, like, so I had to let some things go. And it's interesting that we're revisiting it. Cause I don't think I realized where I was with it until I had to really think about it. Like, well, where are you with this? I feel like my anger has evolved into sadness more into into true grief, sadness, and like, I miss you. You know, I, I didn't have room to miss before because I was so mad. So I think it's evolved into, I miss you for me. So that's where I'm at. Um, 
we talk about the empty seat at our table and I think it probably has evolved more into sadness because there are so many more empty seats at our table than there were when I wrote the blog. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, Do you want us to go ahead and transition into your companion piece? What is forgiveness? Part one. Yeah. Since Bible study brothers, the author of what is forgiveness. It's on me to tell you guys what I thought when I read his blog, we talked about it briefly before we got on and I couldn't figure out if I wrote empty seat at the table first and shot it to him and was like, Hey, read this. I want you to write about uncle Michael or if it was just like one of those God moments, but you know, I was reminded I have a secret special trick with my brother. Like I'll ask him to do something, but I'm always prepared in the event that he don't do what I asked him to do. Mm-hmm. And so I still can't figure out how this works. I it, think it just came to me. You asked me to do this because, well, technically you already knew you were going to write one. And you said, I want to write about this. And then you probably, like you said, I probably went and wrote it. You probably just in case you didn't. It's like, well, I'm going to write it. You asked me to write it. I already wrote like at this point, I already did my inaugural thing and wrote a blog post and so that's what i'm recalling or what is coming to my recollection as as what happened with this one okay but it's still i do i do know for sure that i did not read his like i i the way i work and the way i process things is that i wouldn't want to read his and let it influence my writing and i wouldn't want him to read mine and let it influence his writing i really truly wanted his take and I wanted to have my take. And so I probably did write mine and then said to you, hey, write something up to go with it. And whenever you got it ready is when I went the boom, boom, back to back. Mm, you probably asked how me before we started writing, but because it, it was like, I don't remember what it was we had talked about that brought us to want to talk about it. And it was probably just God putting something on your heart. But it was probably after like a recording day or being over there or something. Cause it was something like, I think we started writing through cause I found a book the other day and I was like, ah, I used to be a, a better producer. Um, I found my book of the topics and things that we wanted to discuss that were separate. Okay. But you know, podcast didn't come till well after these blogs were written podcast wasn't even a thought until the next year my dear so it had nothing to do with podcast it was the god thing good so well other than that okay what was your what was your initial okay so you went into huh is this your first time reading it how is it my first time reading it if it's on my blog my dear all right go ahead you know i go through and i edit all all right all right all right all right no, it's not my first time reading it, brother. I don't live my life like you, my friend. Whoa, shots fired. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's my whole blog. So how can I, I don't just, I'm not just going to slap it up. Anything you send to me, I'm going to read it in. I mean, you like, do have an editor. And... You do have an editor. So you could. It I could make not no ever. Sense to. I could not ever. Mama as my editor is a fail safe. <laughs> Everything that falls through my cracks, she gonna get it. Her filter is finer than mine. See, I catch the big stuff. <laughs> and then mama comes through with her fine tooth filter yeah. <laughs> and catches all the stuff that I don't get. 
Okay, so reading yours is crazy. We have experienced the same trauma and we process it in such different ways. Mm-hmm. You are having to, I think my my blog more so focused on like, okay, how do I work through my feelings of forgiveness towards this other person and what you've done to my family and how you've harmed my family. And then yours is more of a introspective look at, well, how do I forgive myself for how things ended between us? Like our last exchanges, our last, you know, quote unquote, goodbye. I didn't know it was going to be the last time I said goodbye. How do I process through where our relationship stood when you were taken from us? And I think that's always an interesting perspective to have. It, it And especially... Because, you know, we get into it with people all the time mm-hmm. and we don't ever think about the fact that it really and truly could be the last time that we see someone. And is this how I want to leave it? We just take it for granted that we're going to see them again. We're going to have time to repair the relationship. We're going to have time to get things back to a right place. And that's not always the case. And so it's very interesting for me to see it from your perspective, the different added layers of your grief and your grief process and trying to figure out how to navigate that. Like what's the best way to do it. And so it it adds another, it adds another layer of sadness for me when I read through your blog and where you were at that time, it definitely adds another layer of sadness. And I think for our family specifically, I went to see our therapist, well, the man that was our family therapist. But anyway, I went to see him and I'm reminded of just how enmeshed we are as a family and how we try to take on everybody's feelings and emotions. And it's not it's not a healthy thing, but just it just reminds me of how enmeshed we are and so when i read your blog it's like oh i want to help him you know i want to want to make it better like oh my gosh my cat wants to say hello you can't can you see him no i cannot he's he wants to be on here so badly anyway <laughs> um did you get it pulled up because yeah. you know I can't hear it over it, here. It, it came through. Okay. They, they, they heard uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me sad. But at the end, it makes me happy because we come to the point where, well, you come to the point where you're like, you know, it's not about me. You know, like forgiveness is for me. Mm-hmm. Period. It's not about the other person I can't keep that all bottled in and so that's what it makes me think what were you thinking at the time that you wrote it my dear um when I went back and read through this I think it was one of the it's one of us it's it's one of the few times that I've been in all of my writing um because I was like oh no God wrote this because this sounds like (laughs) something I read in a book (laughs) <laughs> about you know they explaining the, the the depth of mental this and how this works and 
Like, if nothing else, I'd be like, this This would have been one of those moments where I was like, oh, yeah, you were going to be a preacher. You're over here writing sermons or constructing, like, things right. and thoughts and working through them. And um, I remember when you asked, and I was trying to think about what did I think about that situation. Um, the reason our perspectives are so different is a lot of the times... Um, because I didn't have a certain level of confidence in my job situation, I was never confident enough to tell folks I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. Not really until like last year where I was like, <laughs> I don't care what y'all got going on. I'm out. Like Brian. if you got to fire me, you got to fire me. I'll figure something else out. Um, but at that time um, when my patron, you were died, much younger too, though, you yeah. were much younger. Um, but at the same time, it didn't like there's still the confidence issue is something that I've dealt with for forever. Yeah. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because I missed a lot of time and opportunities with people in in my mind. Um, so when my patriot died, I had just started working at that at the job or whatever, and we had to do the whole trying to explain to people like I hate having to explain to people who don't have close relationships with a family that I have a close relationship with my family like because you don't comprehend it and you just think I'm people um, don't comprehend it they don't get it people are not even close to their grandmothers or their own parents so they can't comprehend how your great grandma dying would mess up your life like it's hard to like you just think I'm shucking and jiving for attention and trying to get out of stuff so I was already dealing with my pains about that because I had an opportunity to go see her and I was going to work and I was like, you know, you know, we, we, it'll be okay. Cause I was still in, in denial or whatever at that point. Oh, so you weren't there that weekend, huh? Mm-mm. Mm. Um, and this is prior to that weekend that I got asked about. Cause I think it's when we could have, um, when I could have gone to see her at the hospital before hospice. Right. Um, and so everything is kind of outside looking in for me. So even that day, I'm out for my birthday. Like, I'm out chilling. Like, I, I remember y'all saying whatever. And I'm like, I'm my, my brain goes, man, he crazy. Like, this right. gonna be a this going to be a another story. story. Right. Like, that is 100% you know? what I thought. And so I'm like, I'm out. I'm chilling. Like I said, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening at this birthday party. Like, and I got drunk as I had been at, at at that point. And I like, I get home. You've been drunker since then? Yeah, oh, yeah. For, okay. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, in a safer way than what this was. Well, technically, okay. this was the safest because I got driven home. Um, So I get home drunk. I'm like, I don't even remember. Here's what happened. All I remember is getting home and waking up and then i had to like start piecing some stuff together so my best man at my wedding we had a whole conversation like i've invited him in my sister had got me some white chocolate uh covered pineapple doves because i look edible arrangements for your birthday for my birthday okay because i said these is the jam because she had them for we got them for mom anyway it doesn't matter i'm getting too into to the weeds about stuff but anyway so i wake up and I'm like trying to figure out what's going on. 
ain't nobody text me. Ain't nobody called me. Well, y'all had, but like I hadn't looked at my phone just yet. So I like I get up and I'm like, oh, everybody, they must have made it back home because, you know, everything is kind of cool. I'm, I'm smelling something. I'm like, oh, somebody must be in there cooking. And I get up, I walk to the kitchen and like uh, we used we was heavy on the on the George Foreman grill. Heavy. When I say heavy, I mean heavy. And so, anyway, I lifted up to realize it was like I had apparently started cooking before I fell asleep. Just as a drunk man, as a drunk man in my. See, under- I didn't even know you almost burnt the house down. We wasn't there. Yes, you did. I told you. It's just grief has definitely made this story less. I definitely told the story. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, I wake up. I'm like trying to get. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, why does it smell like beans in the house? And it's. You know, luckily for me, the the, the foreman's have fail safe. It was just two burnt turkey patties in there. Um, and I'm like, I look at my phone, I see what's kind of going on, and then I'm starting to like I'm trying to piece my emotions and things together as I come back to myself. And um I remember going back to work and trying to get off and again having to do this whole song and dance again with these people about why i'm finna be gone and also like trying to mitigate stuff with your jobs and i don't know like what jobs need to do to be more uh aware because i know a lot of people done got over and did all this other stuff but y'all gotta talk to folks like if you gotta like ask me once every month every other week who's what's your what's your favorite cousin name or, or something so you know i'm being serious do whatever but like I ain't got time when it when it goes down with with, with with people in my family, like cousins to whoever. I'm not. I'm well. Technically, right now, I ain't got to do none of that. So praise Jesus, and I'm I'm prayerful that I'm never going to do that again. But job situation need to work that out. Um. So there's another form of separation at that point in terms. Of, I went there for like a lot of that. Um. So you didn't go to the funeral home with us. No, I did that, but like okay. the everything that y'all went through that night is separate from me. Yeah, everything the, we went the, through that night is completely separate from you. It's a completely separate experience. Yeah. Cause um, I I was thinking to myself, and people may think it's weird that I keep asking him, okay, you weren't there or you grief will take your memory. Like, I don't know. I guess it's your body's way of like protecting you. Mm-hmm. I just have to check in with him to say, were you there? Because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I yes, do. So. The only reason I know you were there, we're not gonna tell. Nah, I want to tell the story, but it's such a I can't tell the story on the podcast. You can't tell the story on the podcast. Just the only reason bro. I know Bible study brother was at the funeral home with us was on the way to the funeral home. Something happened, and it, it's like it's it's. I, now that I it'll, be, it'll be the funniest moment it's the funniest it, 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 it was just we got into a small accident and like somebody our, hit me because i yeah. was driving so somebody hit me on the way to the funeral home and it's just you know we were on edge our emotions on high alert and grandma like snaps and like oh, it, Christ, it was like crazy. it's funny now it's funny now but in the moment it was like oh lord jesus i'm gonna have to get out this car and fight like and grandma like she didn't even realize like oh the, she, she had no clue that she had snapped huh she still forgets that she did that yeah she forgets that that even happened but again grief so i get it that's yeah. why i keep asking 
in, checking in. Like, were you there? Because yeah. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so like everything feels like a bit of separation in terms of where I was. And that's what I was dealing with. Because for me, my timeline is like it wasn't even until we were driving down there that I had my burst out crying moment. I hadn't cried at that uh, until that point. Right. Um, and it's some about my uncles. Rest in peace to uh, my Uncle John and my Uncle Michael. It's just, bruh, like the same person in, in regards to my relationship and frustrations. Right. Like I have always wanted, and I think this is also what I was working through with the post. I've always wanted like a mentor or somebody, like a big brother, somebody that took care, like took me under their wing and helped me be who I was supposed to be. Pops just didn't do that. Like I, I ain't holding no grudges on it or whatever or none of that. But the coolest I people to me, Chauncey took you under his wing. Yeah, toward that. Yeah, well, that will. When we get to that blog, we get to that blog, baby. I don't even know if there's one. We ain't wrote, wrote it. One. You ain't wrote so it. So we'll get there. Like I ain't gotta. Nah, don't take me there. Yeah, I'm already emotional right now, B. I right. Went to New York. I, I don't went to New York. Are you sometimes when I get upset? Yeah. I so I know that means. So, okay, bring it down. Calm down. When you go, um, <laughs> when so, you go to them boroughs. Come on. So, <laughs> so um. Y'all, quick aside. When <laughs> <laughs> brother get mad for real, <laughs> he goes straight New York. <laughs> I'm like, are you mad for real? <laughs> okay, back to you. <laughs> I can't do it on this podcast, but it happens. Um, so I'm like, you know, looking at both of them at a time where like they were the coolest people I knew. Right. And, you know, Uncle Michael was always good to me when he was. Um, right. Like, I'll never forget, like one birthday he came in town um, to help us uh, do the driveway at our home. And some other stuff, Uncle Tweet came up. Uncle Chauncey, I believe, was probably here too, for most definitely. And um, he gave me like fifty dollars because he was driving trucks or whatever at this time. And I remember I went, I bought a video game with it. I bought Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat Three Ultimate. I never, I just, it's gonna always play in my head. It's a, it's a purple little cover. All this stuff, remember so vividly because that was so special to me. And I kept wanting to go on the road with him for the summer. And he kept telling me he was going to do that. And so I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, we're about to get out here, experience the world. Like, we're going to be on the big some, truck. You know, like, I get my own little pallet, you know, back in the in, in this truck kind of thing. It's just going to be cool, you know. Um, and, you know, it never happened. Um and then, you know, like I'm also like on, 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 on opposite ends, I'm dealing with my feelings about my Uncle John in the sense that uh, after the divorce, like, and this is why, like, it just kept uh, up and up in my anger in terms of these situations is because, like, after the divorce, you know, he ain't got no kind of information from the source that is me or the source that is my mother. He just got assumed uh, information. Right. And so, like, both of them would kind of talk to me in a way sometimes. Like, I was still six. And I'm like, I'm not six. And right. I'm not that, like, I'm I'm already not that type of dude to get antsy and get all up in my chest. But I'm also letting you know to stop playing with me. Right. Because, like, 
I ain't gave nothing but respect to y'all or whatever. So dealing with those emotions and especially that last time, because I don't play about people I care about. Like when stuff is in front of me, like ain't nobody like God has ordained it. So ain't nobody as far as I know. And if you can correct me, ain't never disrespected you in front of me. Nobody has. Like, and I don't know if that's God because he don't want me in jail or or, or whatever. It's the Lord. Um, now, people have tried me in front of you and met what they needed to meet at that time. But the opposite ain't never happened. And right. so when I that situation just plays so vividly in my head because I'm like, I came down there and I was, and I, I was thinking in my head about all of this stuff because all I can think about is our relationship. I can't think about how it affects everybody else because majority of the time I'm on the outside. Like more people get more time with, you know, grandma, uncle Michael and certain people than I ever did. And so I can't even think about the family as a whole because for a lot of times I'm not there. Like mm-hmm. I have special moments and people like I love people and people love me. They know I'm they know what it is. But the connecting points are different. So even though I did, I definitely thought about our family in the middle of the murder because I was thinking about, you know, like, hey, y'all got like I told you, my my the empathy (laughs) antennas was up for everybody. Like, hey, we have to be this because this is where we're trying to go. And I think it's because it was such a moment of crisis for everybody in the entire family and emotions were so high there were so many people that were on ready like everybody could not be on ready because we all would have been in jail and it was it was definitely a tug of war with like me being on ready and then mama being like yo you got to calm down and then mama being on ready and me being like yo like you have got to calm basically, down now. Sis. I, and this is what and, I'm saying. This is a different remembrance because basically you both were at most times on ready, and I had to be like, "Hey, <laughs> yo, calm down." But you know how you were saying, like you was having separate moments. Oh no, like, me and like yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, so I know. me and Mama was having. <laughs> now at times we Bro. all was just like on ready. If you if you if you move, we all moving. Just, we all going to jail. Sneeze. And I do remember saying to you like, Joe, this is where the money is. <laughs> so you can come get us out. Yeah, this is how you sense. access the money. I'm just letting you know cuz we all me and mama, we all want a court today. And the craziest thing about it from playing my perspective, because it's kind of like sitting at the bottom of the mountain and at the top of the mountain and just having diff- different perspectives. Um, I just had a wider viewpoint at that time because where God you was taking it. me. And the other aspect of it is where God was leading me to with forgiveness. And, and at that time, through everything, what I was thinking about then is what he brought me to in a sermon later. Is what he brought me to in our relationship is what right. he brought me to dealing with other things, dealing with my father, dealing with, you know, uh, our triangle relationship, dealing with uh, me and uh, Kanae's past relationship was encapsulated in this moment. Um, and so when I started writing it, these three integral points started coming to my head. First of all, 
I know I ain't really dealt with my anger on this side of of the people and knowing the people and being as close to the people like as what it is. Right. But I also know that if I if I think about that too much, it's a problem. Yeah. And I never want to get there. The thing that I know about myself is if I go like my I don't have a cutthroat spirit. I, I, I put that in the uh in the blog. What I have is a if you push me far enough, you're not gonna like me ever. Right. You're not gonna like me. We not gonna be friends and I don't wanna be friends and I'm gonna let you know I don't wanna be friends. I'm gonna let you know I don't want nothing. And the further you push me, the more I'm gonna try to let you know that I don't want you to be nothing. Right. If I get to that point. And so working through those emotions and things was the first aspect. The second aspect was dealing with his and my relationship. And to finish the story, uh, because I was talking about I don't play about my people. The reason I said that is because uh, one of my cousins came down and she was going to tell uh, my uncle, because uh, that's his daughter, that she was, you know, her. She was engaged. She was. Yeah. So anyway, another person who shall not be named um was coming to ask, do the traditional thing, ask her dad for a hand in marriage. And like I was already on tilt because I didn't want to do this no way. Right. We all none of us did. We all got in the car. I said, This is real dumb. This is stupid. <laughs> this is not gonna like in my head, this is not gonna go how y'all think it's gonna go. And I'm all I'm yeah, all, I knew it wasn't gonna go well, but I'm already just just there. And I'm like, today's the day that I'm just I'm not even finna listen to it. Cause we listen to a lot of gibberish. That's something in our family, like with with Certain specific people, there are things that are said that I'm like, and I got to ignore this. I have to just ignore this. I have to ignore this. I have to ignore this. Uh, But today wasn't one of those days for me because this is somebody like, and we'll talk about this on 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 another podcast because talking about uh, Janae in and of herself is a whole nother podcast in terms of our relationship and why this mattered for me because like. I, when I got my emotional, got if I tell you something emotionally, you should listen. <laughs> you should write a blog about it since I'm back in business. Yeah, Let I the should. Lord use me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll get to it. I <laughs> um, but so anyway, long story less long. He says something. I see you, daddy just put up a post about it. If you have to say long story short, more than two times, you've been too long. So go uh, on. So, <laughs> um, he basically was trying to down talk her in a certain way. And he would do this sometimes where he was like trying to explain something or do whatever. And he wasn't really like there with us in the conversation. Right. Like he was just having his own conversation and just trying to be whatever about it. Like, I don't know what all was going on. And so I'm like, well, how do you know? Like, cause you don't know. And then we just and then like I like, got into it. And I was like, bro, ain't nobody going nowhere. Like, just just shut up. That's what you're going to do. And at that point, eventually, it, it, like he calmed down and just did. Cause I think he understood. Like, bro, I'm not finna like, you know you're wrong. Stop. Like, normally I'd entertain you playing these little games you be playing, because I know you playing a game. We just not doing it today. Right. And we ended up leaving or whatever. But I was still angry because at that point it was like we didn't talk. 
again. That was the last time. Like, it wasn't like I didn't have other opportunities. I saw him because, you know, like, I think my surprise, I, I don't remember if my surprise birthday party was before or after this. That was before. Okay. Um, A couple years before. So, yeah, because that was 24. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, he called to talk to mom. Something. Like something happened where I had like one other opportunity, but that was like it. Like it wasn't no. So now I'm like festering on some like, you know, I hadn't even been down there, um, to even be in a situation where we could have talked again, and and been in a situation where things could have got whatever, um, and I had given up on the situation. So so that is a lot to have to carry when somebody passes away. How do you feel about it now? Um, today I, I think with what you were saying earlier, I just feel sad. Um, I feel really hurt and going back and reading. And that's why I said like, bro, I was writing. I don't know what I was writing. I, I was like, God was writing all of these words. Cause I was writing. right. Cause when I go back and I read through the poignant explanation I gave on like, it's kind of like being in the eye in the calm of a storm. It is. And I was able to see everything from a calm point. Doesn't mean, like I said, you know, and I, I think I said it in the beginning, which is I numbed myself to a certain stoicism of just what is my normal? And that's something that I like default to in terms of what is my normal? Um, can I go eat something real quick? Can I watch this? Can I play my game? Can I go eat something? Can I watch this? Can I play my game? Because those are the things that get me back normal, back centered, back centered, and and some form of normalcy. Has this changed? You know, did this change? Like, can I go listen to? Can I go listen to music? Um, we were watching uh, Only Murders in the Building the other day, and when they were talking about the blackout, mm-hmm. and he was like. You know, electricity. Uh, he said basically something. The only thing between us and chaos is electricity. Yeah. And I think about that and I'm like, bro, if something happened and I couldn't like listen to music, do like there are so many things that I need to find different defaults for. But it was. It's just a place of being sad. Yeah. It's a place it of is, not feeling anymore. It's like it is. Yeah. Sorry. It is a hard place to be in. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'm going to say this real talk. If you haven't gone to BibleStudyGirl.com and read Empty Seat at the Table and then read What is Forgiveness Part 1, you are sorely missing out. You talk about how the Lord was really using you. I believe he was really using me when I wrote Empty Seat at the Table because to go back and read it again, it does evoke like some serious emotions we can talk about it you know we we talk about our feelings and what we experience but i don't think there's anything i don't think there's any talking to me you can do that can replace seeing the words written yeah there's like a power with those written words i believe um especially when they're as well put as they were for the both of us Right. Like I said, I don't think anger is more eloquently put together than it is in your post. 
<laughs> and again, that's something from knowing you and knowing like the meaning behind the words. And then I don't think there's enough of, like I said, being in the middle and kind of trying to understand what God wants for me to hear. Um, right. Then, then, then the secondary post. I thank God. I, I thank God though that God gave you the insight and the wisdom to really talk about how forgiveness is so important for us as Christians, you know, and, you know, we're writing these posts at that time. It was six years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, six years after he was murdered and to still be dealing with those emotions and trying to process through those emotions. So I thank God that he even gave you clarity of mind to be able oh, to yeah. say, Hey, like, this is where you need to be. Not saying it necessarily is where you are, but this is where you need to be. But I also thank God that he's brought us both out of that stage and moved us on to the next stage. Yeah, which is just being at a place where you can. The thing that happens with trials and tribulations that we often forget. We take them as things we need to forget and throw behind us. The reason that a trial and tribulation comes to you in whatever shape or form. Um, it's to learn you, it's to grow you, um, to bring you to a new place and show you what planting seeds and the fruits of your labor are, to show you the calming presence of God. Um, the reason that forgiveness is not about the other person is because you can't dictate whether or not somebody forgives you. You, you can't. Yep. And you, you can't for you can't dictate whether or not somebody else is truly sorry yeah. either. You can't control other people's actions or emotions. And the only thing that you could do is remember to always give whatever you have to God. Um, and sometimes that just seems like it's weightless and don't hold nothing. And I, I get that. Um, I get that like trying to feel powerless like well, what you mean I can't like but you can't because I could be the, like I'm a, I'm an amazing actor like I can tell you sorry about something I don't care about I just it itches my like God put it in me to itch my soul to lie <laughs> uh, and so I can't really do it convincingly because like if I don't care about something I just don't care but overall the freedom of understanding and the the wherewithal to just know where you're being guided, what that's going to do to you, because you ain't doing nothing but hurting yourself, period. Unforgiveness does nothing but make you sick. It literally physically shows itself in so many different ways. Um, there are so many studies that will tell you how cancer is expedited and, and moved faster, slowed or whatever through your emotional state and mental states and everything else. Um, you know, like all life just you can't give more to someone than you technically give to yourself. Right. And I think that's why I'm always pushing for us or me personally and everybody else in the world to be whole mentally physically spiritually emotionally whole not half and fragmented and all of that but like to really what you said give it over to god 
because all of that stuff is interconnected and it all feeds off of each other. And when you have severe deficits in one area, like your mental health, for instance, you start looking weird and different and not, you know what I'm saying? And it, and like you said, it affects your body physically. So that's why I'm always pushing for us to be whole. My hope and my prayer is that anybody read listening to this, I'm saying reading Lord, cause I'm thinking about the blog, but anybody listening to this, that's dealing with unforgiveness really take some time to, to sort that thing out the other person or the other party may never say I'm sorry and they may not mean they're sorry. They meant to do what they do did. And, you know, but you do have to get to a place in your life where you can release it. Um, Just the fact that you can feel the heat off the pages six years after my uncle was murdered, lets you know that's six years of me holding all of those hot, hot heat emotions in and writing has definitely been, a healing experience for me definitely I get so much peace and healing when I write because it's like I'm letting it all out it's like I'm vomiting it on the page so yeah and what's crazy about like all of this though I mean is now there are blog posts every day prayers every day people answered. Oh. prayers have been answered I'm telling y'all like man look I Oh, organs. Oh, Lord, open the doors of the church because blog posts. That's why. Yeah, that's why I wasn't saying anything. I was going to let you have your hallelujah moment. Every day. When your mama. (laughs) Listen, y'all, I told y'all blog posts is going to happen every day, baby. I told you. Like, (laughs) hey, listen, when you're a prophet, you're a prophet. God ordains those that he. Listen. (laughs) <laughs> the prayers of the righteous availeth much, not little much, much. baby. <laughs> and we know it was the prayers for sure. So head on over to BibleStudyGirl.com. Or if you want to hit us up on the socials, go to Instagram at uh, Bible Study Girl. You can hit us up at Twitter at Bible Study Girl, the number, or excuse me, hit us up on Instagram at underscore Bible Study Girl. Excuse me. Hit us up on Twitter at Bible Study Girl, the number two. Uh, hit us up on Gmail at Bible Study Girl 2019 at gmail.com. And hit us up on Facebook. Make sure you like because all of the podcasts, at least the notifications for you to listen to the podcast, which you can find on all streaming platforms, will also be there wherever you listen to your podcast. And remember, it is not anger that preaches. It's not unforgiveness that preaches. It's not sadness that preach. Well, sadness can't preach, but technically. It's We Preach. And until we meet again, guys, keep preaching.